Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. See you next Tuesday in Jersey. It's the season 11 premiere and there is never a dull moment. Dolores and David fight over her plastic surgery. Teresa goes around Evan's birthday party talking shit about him. And Jackie makes a comment about Gia that has Teresa fired up. Entertainment reporter and host of the podcast, it sure is a beautiful day. Kat Sadler joins me to break down the episode. This is Real Housewives of New Jersey season 11 episode one. See you next Tuesday. Let's get into it. So are you a Housewives fan? Do you have you watched for years? Do you have a specific favorite city? Uh, Okay, so Bethany, you know, when I was on E covering this stuff every day, I was responsible for kind of watching everything, right? You have to be a bit of an expert on everything. And so as much as like I have had the pleasure of interviewing you before and Housewives from every franchise, I have never been an avid like diehard plot line savvy viewer so Got it's it. like i know a little bit about everything but you know i had to watch the kardashians i had to watch you know i had to watch the emmy nominated scripted shows so it's kind of like i know enough but i you're really, not fluent but you speak I the language not, you can get by i am not fluent at at all really okay. but it was so fun watching this episode because i'm like why am i not watching more because my life is so boring these days and i watch i i'm usually like into the super like dramatic successions of the world and you know like i like like really dark scripted stuff dramas but Same. i was watching this and i had the best time i was like oh this is this is my new my new thing it was it was fantastic it was fun This is Jersey, and I'm not fluent either. I speak the language uh, better than you, and I have institutional knowledge because I've been inside the show. But some of these episodes, I have never seen this episode either. I don't know who everybody is either. I mean, I have heard their names and seen their faces, but I don't know the characters that well either. So, Well, let me just tell you one fun fact before we get into this, only because, you know, as far as my knowledge goes, I had... The crazy assignment. This had to be, you, may, you might know more than me, but when Teresa got out of prison, when would that have been? Like, I have the one, the literally okay. time, maybe five years it. ago. Okay. I'm the worst. Maybe with longer. Years. 
I feel like this was maybe 10 years ago. But as someone who didn't know the franchise that well, somehow I got the first post-jailhouse interview with Teresa. And this was in New York City, and it was in a hotel room, and it was um, three hours of exclusive. He had the exclusive and I was the reporter on this. So that's that's what I remember. Gosh, that was almost eight years eight ago, years I guess. Ago. Yeah. Um, and and I got to sit down with her and like hear her talk about her prison experience and whatever. So that was like the biggest, most in-depth like um moment. And so it was wild to like watch her in this episode and just see how much has changed and where she is. And I, I had no idea. So I, oh, I kind of got okay. caught up on all that. And now, right now, I'm sure you know she's married and that's controversial, too. And it's just a crazy environment. But Dolores and Frank, I don't know what season she started, but I think Frank is her ex-husband and she shares a son with him. So you saw that she has a son. I think he's like, you know, he looks like a hot kid, but I think people think he's like a really hot son. And... um, (laughs) And he, it's what was interesting to me was that he was friend. He seems like he's very close with her current boyfriend, who's a doctor. Yes, yeah. Did you see that in the kitchen? I did. I did see that in the kitchen. I was trying to piece together, like, okay, what are all the moving parts here? And yeah, he. By the way, my I, my son is off to college next week, so I like I get the whole like, oh my god, grown man, but still a child, and he was studying for his what, uh, trying to get into business school or something. Anyway, um, yeah, I, that's an interesting dynamic. She's like living with her ex, right? Well, like on occasion, and no, I don't her know where ex she is, is now. always like. It seems like her ex is always her date and her plus one, and this audience, this Bravo audience, myself including, likes this guy Frank. He's a good, fun character, and he's. You know, he's like this like cute, sweet meathead that is just always around her. And I don't know if he really is in love with her. They're best friends. They've worked together, I think. I think they've done houses together. But um, he seems like a good guy. And it just didn't work from a relationship standpoint. I think he might have cheated on her when they were together or something. But Mm. it's weird to watch when you know that she has broken up with this other guy. I don't know when or who she's with now but i think it's in like my periphery that she's not with this guy and this is sort of like they're setting up for the fact that they're going to break up so i'm of course thinking about what's going to happen with the son and this guy's relationship but when a son is older when a child is older they're an adult and they have their own phone number and text and email so they can have whatever relationships they want he's an adult yeah completely completely um i don't know enough about the backstory but but it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. Do you know that that's exactly what I, I mean? I'm sorry. I'm not bringing it back to myself again, but this is no, exactly what's, this is exactly what's going on in my life at the moment. I moved to Malibu because of my new partner. I've been dating for two years and I have two sons and they're 18 and 22. And it's so interesting because they have such a great relationship with their own dad that it takes the pressure off because to your point, it's like they can be as close to Greg as they want to be. They can like connect with him. They can golf with him. They can, you know, bro out with him if they want to, but they don't have to. They're old. They're older. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's kind of like letting it organically evolve to the level that they want to and they can come here as much as they want and they don't have to be here if they don't want to be it, it's kind of nice it's kind of freeing when your kids do get older in that sense that when you are choosing a partner as so many middle-aged women are you know maybe the second time around or third time around or who knows what but you can actually choose for yourself and obviously you want your kids and your family to adore your partner but if they don't it's not the end of the world it's not but, a deal breaker well first of all yes do apply it to yourself I don't say i don't want to make i want you to apply it to yourself because that's literally what the show is about it's funny that i just walk into something and you happen to be experiencing it which i yeah. do like this show as a vehicle for that but yeah and i find when kids are little kids you're kind of just like sticking them in a car seat and they're doing what you want them to do and if they don't like someone that you're with they'll make a comment or if someone doesn't like you it makes you feel really bad and it's something you have to deal with and you think it's going to last forever for those of you listening that are in blended families or blended relationships or stepkids that hate you or whatever things like that are really just a moment in time and even more so where if there's blending even teens tweens high school college 
there are so few moments that everybody has to be all together at the same time. Like that's what holidays are for. That's why holidays are stressful. But in my, we all, I have a blended situation. We all have a great relationship, but it's not that often that everyone is actually together because there's time that my daughter's with a father and I'm with my daughter and I'm with my fiance and he's with his kid. Like it's, it's hard to corral an entire stable, you know, of animals. So, so to your point, especially when they're older, Everybody kind of can have the relationship they want to have. And yes, the pressure is off. People are adults. They can say what's on their mind. And a, and a child adult can say, I think that's disrespectful what you just said to me. Mm-hmm. And an adult adult can say, you're spoiled and, you know, whatever. Like, kind yeah. of people have voices. Yes, they do. And it is hard to corral everybody. And sometimes it's good kind of to not. I mean, it, it, life is so busy and everybody's got their own agendas and their responsibilities and all of that. I mean, Greg, I just, I just inherited four kids. Greg has four kids. So I have never dated anyone after having my own children who was a father. And so this is much a- less four. Four. No, that's exactly. a lot. Right. It's that's a, a lot. lot. And they're, of course, with their mothers week on, week off, week on, week off. So it's not all the time. And I think kind of like what you're saying, it's nice that way in a sense I agree. that it's like they come, they go. It's not 100% of the time. Everybody can come up for air. Everybody has their own little spaces and places in this world that make them feel good. And it's the pressure's off because of that, I think, for sure. Well, it's the thing that no one says aloud. Like in 2023, it's okay. Yeah. You might not, the relationship might not work for you if you had to live with six children in your house. You might not be that, but I couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I could fall in love with someone who had four kids. But if I, and that's what happens in the beginning of relationships. That's why people have to really talk about this stuff more when they're dating and be honest about it or listen to people like us who have experienced it. If you thought you had to eat the whole entire chicken at once, you might throw up. You couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Like if I thought I had to have that whole blended family, the idea of it, it would overwhelm me. But in real life, like everything's a living, breathing organism. And it's does. there's no such thing as really traditional now unless... You're 24 and you both come up together and the parents are best friends and everyone travels together and it's like an Italian family from the the 60s. Yeah, but and just to add one more layer, I mean, here I am about to be literally, Bethany, in five days, I dropped my son off at college, my baby, and I'm like... I was about to be an empty nester. And some, you know, my friends are oh, like, hold up, wait yes. a minute. You were literally about, your whole world could open up. You could do anything, go anywhere, have any job, take on any project. The freedom was literally just yes. right here in front of my face. And of course, I fall in love with someone with four young kids. And that was yep. a consideration. It was just yep. like, cat. they're like, are you sure you want to sign up for that? You know, and they're lovely and they're such great children. And I keep saying that. They're like, yeah, but still it's four kids no 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 it's exactly so, and that yeah people do distance people do divorce people do widow people do everything so yeah i agree and that's interesting but that's funny that that kitchen conversation brought this whole thing up so the next topic that was interesting to me about dolores was you know new ass new tits <laughs> and she didn't tell her life partner now that is really How is that interesting possible? how does that even happen i don't actually no maybe he was on a business trip or she said she was at a spa I don't that's a great point I don't know if we saw that but I didn't see it It wasn't in this episode um obviously she doesn't have to ask him and she knows he's very against elective surgery but I think you just have to tell your partner about something where you're going under and I just it's a I can't imagine being in that dynamic. I mean, I wouldn't have to ask Paul's permission to do anything. Right. But he would feel hurt if I didn't include him. So that's a cautionary tale about their relationship, I think. I think it's nice to have the endorsement. Like you said, you don't need permission from anybody else, especially your partner, I don't think. But but, but a little support, a little endorsement. I could not imagine keeping something of that gravity from someone that, yeah, is. But also, com- what about the compassion and the bedside manner? There are times yeah. that my fiance does jujitsu and like, you know, he's he's in his 40s and he's strong and he's good at it. But sometimes he goes too hard and then he hurts himself. He doesn't want, want to admit it because he feels like an idiot that he hurt himself. But I'm still there. Like, are you OK? Whether I thought he should have been doing it right after he was right. injured before or something. It's still like you want the bedside manner of someone if you've gone through surgery. So I thought that whole thing. It's wild. Like the show is showing that that relationship is not going to work. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's that's that's, again, possible to a not tell them and b for them to be anywhere within the vicinity to be supportive or judgy, whatever that that is. You'd think it'd be a little more intimate dynamic. You do know I just got a facelift. Do you know this? Oh, no. You. <laughs> this is crazy. Yes, me. So that's when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, this whole I'll thing feel- is about you. I mean, it I know really I love is. my producers and they're always great <laughs> at pairing guests. There's no way that they paired you because of all this. That Then they would be savants and geniuses. This is they're all laughing. meant to be. My okay, it's like your episode. Okay, so go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> it's crazy because I, this is my first surgery ever. So I, I, I mean, yeah, it is technically. It is my first, and certainly my first cosmetic surgery. And I had a facelift, I had a neck lift, and I had a blepharoplasty with my eyes. And I've been talking about it. What is that? It. What is the blepharoplasty? Bluffer- it's, it's like removing the skin from the, the lid. Oh, the Your hooded. Hoodedness, oh, yes. And you just, removes- how long ago? The surgery was in May. So I'm almost, I'm about two months and some change since I had oh, the surgery. Oh, so it's new. It's very new. It's been kind of all I've been talking about and healing from still healing. Like I, even my ears are a little numb and you look amazing. I mean, I, I, I can't you. I need to see like now I need to see what you looked up like, like before again. But you look amazing. You always I'm, are beautiful. But I'm so happy with the results. And nice. you know, I'm so, so, so happy. And I've been talking about this because so much of kind of what I am speaking about with my own audiences these days is about, you know, being a middle aged woman and what's available to us and how to feel good in our bodies like all of it the the, the vein you know cosmetic side the internal side like the whole 30s, thing oh god yeah, bless okay. oh god bless a oh, great doctor great doctor but it was funny because for me in my little bubble in my little world even though i've you know been in hollywood for ages it was a big deal for me to do that. I mean, it was a very big decision. And then I watched this episode. And I was like, oh, I don't feel so bad. Everybody's been under the knife and she's had her butt done and her this done and her tits done. You know, but did so- you feel weird in a fairly new relationship to say to him, did you feel self-conscious and like weird and old like that? You're t- but he has four kids, so he's not a spring chicken. He unless has he's four start- kids. He is older he's four years older he's 50 you know five years older um and but it was back to this plot line like i there is no way literally not as an ounce of possibility that i would be in a relationship and this wouldn't be a consideration for both of us to have that discussion i mean i of course that's what you're that's the point yeah, yeah i was like of course i did i was like what do you think and 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 his big thing was i just want you to still look like you like i don't want to end yeah. up with a new girlfriend that comes home from the doctor and it's like i have a, a brand new person in my life so you know he expressed his concerns i comfort him 17 different ways that I knew how to say that's also what I want so um we and talked about it at length and yes he is happy and he comments often and and you know I'm like see see like you know good dog that's I mean, that- so nice yeah that's so funny that this is the episode um and the woman Margaret who's on the show I don't know if she's talked about plastic surgery and certainly on that one to quote unquote out, but everybody on the show seems pretty open about it. The woman Dolores that had the butt stuff, she's one of the only people that she's one of the only housewives who admit that they're on Ozempic or Mujaro or one of those mm. or semi-glutide, whatever. And there has been a sweeping dramatic housewife weight loss and everyone's just acting like in their 50s in menopause they just started losing (laughs) weight and it's really stupid and hilarious at the same time it's funny but like I think that they've just it's become more common so now they probably would have admitted it but they're stuck in the lie because they already lied about it but but I'm not saying that's Margaret I don't even know if she's on Ozempic I don't know what she looked like before but she looks very fresh. Like, I feel like I've seen her a lot in the press and other things. She looks, her face looks very, very, she has a fresh look, I think. Well, and the it's block. going on so much more. I mean, you know, like, you know, I don't know if people are out, everybody's getting a facelift these days, but, the, you know, I love when I'm like the scrolling Instagram and, the other and, I, too. and you look at someone and you're like, they look so refreshed to your point. And people are like, oh my God, you know, she had such and such makeup artist do her makeup. And it's like, Eh, I I don't think that's like a really well done eyeliner. I think that's yeah. But probably... what about the filter? How would you know? I mean, yeah. you could just do a filter and then you have a facelift every day. I if you know. never left your house. You could just do everything in a filter and it would be you don't have to do the surgery. I know you really, you really, literally would not have. You to. know.
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Let's talk about this Jen Aiden scenario. Um, she's got, I think she's Turkish. She's got this, she's got her mother, her old fashioned mother who her and her father and siblings are kind of talking about and the father's moved in and they're all trashing this mom. Uh-huh. But I'm just thinking about on TV, like, yeah. you know, talking about the mom and having the dad move in. It just seemed like a little cringy. I know. I found myself thinking, well, dear God, I hope they're not watching. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, what's yeah. the upside of this? Well, I feel she, she I feel like she tried to make it like put a button on it by saying no matter what, I'll love my mother and every relationship with all of our mothers is, is strained. But, yeah, it wasn't necessarily a good a, a good look. I mean, I don't know because you would know you're of the rea- reality ilk. But like how much of that is talked about in advance or or sometimes if there's nothing nothing going on is that just like almost like a character needs to have something going on and a story and so producers sit down and ask what's going on in your life and they might see what's going on in the house and the father's living there and then she says my father's living here and then they're probably like we have to go into that because your father's living here 
but they it he's felt not exactly, a little like that to me like it wasn't like a lot but it was all almost like making it something i don't know yes i agree um it's funny because jen aiden's husband is a doctor i think he's a plastic surgeon yeah it's funny he parties with those other guys a lot and it, it just it seems like they're always giving him shots and he's always hung over and it just seems like he's adhering to peer pressure on a reality show but as an adult it just always seems like these it's sort of funny but it's ridiculous these other guys are kind of always corrupting him because he doesn't seem to fit in with this group which is mm. an example of what happens like you make show friends mm. well speaking of being adults i mean this is probably like i i watched you know the party scene the birthday scene and the and the drinking and the shit talking and you know the planting of the maybe this affair and all this stuff and i was just like are these people grown ass people? You know, like for me, yeah, this is insane. I'm just like, I did that when I was 16 and barely did it at 16. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you mean I just the like, partying, like the pat, like partying, like the planes the going partying, down. Like they're just, yeah. just the, the, just, I mean, I know that's what reality television is supposed to be. And I know that that's the drama and the juice and the tea and all that. But I'm just like, these are grown ass people with children. You know, I'm like, is, you're is just this how a we different behave? breed. I'm a homebody. It, it sounds like you're a home, homebody. Totally. People- I'm doing my meditation and my hot yoga, which, by the way, I mean, just a little juice for you, which is completely ironic that we are speaking and that that I'm even talking about the housewives because I never really, really watched. And I, like I said, I'm I'm boring. I'm not like throwing tables and getting drunk in public or anything. But two a year ago, the housewives of Beverly Hills contacted me. And so I went through a whole series of technically auditions to be on the oh. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. A little little juice oh. for you. Um and and at the time I was just like, why would they I am so not of the breed, you know, I don't think. You know, I'm like I would be the the super like on the mat reading meditations, journaling with people type of character. Um but it was funny. Were I obviously you tempted? didn't it was it was interesting for me to consider. I was tempted because, as you well know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a, that type of positioning could help anyone's career or further your uh, all the things I did want that maybe aren't on that show. I could probably, you know, further and develop and, and grow because of having that type of platform. So, yes, I was tempted, but I thought I just don't know how I would um and by the way, some of those women I do know probably the best just because we're all in L.A. and are friends of mine, but not friends, but, you know, friends, L.A. friends. Um, and I was tempted, but it didn't work out in the end anyway. Maybe that's why, because they're like, well, she's going to be way too safe and not nearly entertaining enough. You And you want to know what? I'll tell you something. There are girls that in thinking about everything I'm going through right now, which I'll talk about separately also on this podcast, I'm having I'm doing a lot of reflecting and I'm thinking about the, my participation in the toxicity in certain areas. Things I just said anecdotally about people on my show and other casts, like in former blogs we used to do, or when prodded on Watch What Happens Live, and things that were not nice. And that is the nature of that genre. And I bring this up because people like Kristen Takeman, who I met on the show, or Tinsley, who I met on the show, are actually really lovely people. And I got into it a lot with them on the show because Mm. they're not great housewives because they're not, they weren't maybe raised by animals and ready to like go to battle in a way that I'm capable of. (laughs) You know, they, they're maybe not, um, they may not always jump off the page and have the funniest, immediate, snarky, quick comment, like a professional, like sniper, like I am. And sometimes, and I'm at, sometimes with people like that, I didn't really connect with them because we were on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. But like, there was no time for like normalcy and uh, yeah. friendships. <laughs> I and I, I'm doing a lot of reflecting about that because it's very relevant. Yeah. It is a little Mean Girls and it is very high school in the sense that I've seen other shows, other housewife shows, and I've seen people that, in my opinion and from my judgmental standards, have done some sleazy, trashy things in their lives, right? And then they've been murdered for it. And they've had to live it down forever. And I've been part of that entire sphere that judge that because actions that viewers too, just like we're in high school, people, if someone in my high school slept with six guys, I probably would have thought and said they were a slut, okay? And as an adult now who has a daughter, 
the slut, which is a terrible word, has parents who are watching people say mean things because of whatever choices that child made. I could cry. And I'm thinking about housewives and bad decisions and where the line is and how it's ruined their lives when people mm. have found out things about them that and and ruin their lives. And I've been part of that entire atmosphere thinking, saying, judging, being asked about it. I'm watching what happens live, like some anecdotal comment. And it's really hurt a lot of people, not just me, the whole medium. And there is a line. It's been entirely crossed. And, you know, someone asked me the other day if this is my penance. It was not intentionally my penance, but in being manic in my house this morning and cleaning out like five bags of clothes as if it was like some weird obsession because I'm like not dealing with what I really need to be dealing with. Yeah, I said to this reporter, I think it might be my penance. So I say that to you as somebody who I don't think would necessarily be a good housewife. And that's probably a good thing. Well, it's all I know. It is a good thing because all I know at this age of and, and with all of I've I've learned and the wisdom I've I guess gained and the beauty of aging is I know myself better than I've ever known myself. And I wouldn't I could not fake the funk nor would I want to what that would do to my energy, my spirit. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it for a paycheck. No, thank you. No, you know? but knowing that you were tempted says what the whole thing is, meaning you want to be more successful. I'm sure yeah. you want to make more money. You want to be, you know, and you would go on. And if you were doing really well, you might end up on anti-anxiety medication, which many housewives do. And you might realize you had a great season because you had it going good. And then the next season, because it's a zero-sum game, someone has to take you down. So someone's always winning. Someone's always losing. Someone's always killing. And someone's always getting killed. So I've definitely been part of that. That sounds like my absolute worst nightmare. Right. There couldn't be anything that would hurt more. It just sounds, it sounds excruciating. How do you survive that? Like, how do you? Millions of dollars and going in there with $8,000 in my bank account to my name, (sighs) growing up in a very abusive household and environment and at the racetrack, being a survivor, living the Hunger Games being in nightclubs at 13 years old, doing very th- terrible things that I shouldn't be doing, that I would die if my daughter was doing. I was raised like an animal. So how did I do it? That's how. Because that's what I, you know, when I was broke and I was going to the top. But am I proud of my entire involvement at this time, moment in time? No. No. But, you know. Well, it's I'm like not- what you mentioned. It, it, it can change people's lives. It can ruin people's lives. It can end their careers. Like the the consequences. Like, yeah, that's the risk. People gamble. You get in and then look what happens and can happen to people. Well, within it's no different than what I'm saying within an episode or a season. Yeah. It's kill or be killed. And someone's always winning or losing within the entire sphere and game. It's also someone's always winning and losing. Ariana's winning. That girl Raquel is fully losing. This one's winning. The other one's fully losing. And it affects their entire life. And both Ariana and Raquel have parents that have to watch whatever this roller coaster is. I get anxiety hearing you talk about this. No wonder. I I, I mean, like my cortisol level starts like Never look back. Don't worry. You're you're better (gasps) for it. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, all right. So now we're at this guy's birthday. Now, Mm. this poor guy's birthday. Now, I don't really care if he's cheated or hasn't cheated. I I don't know. They have four kids, too. And I I couldn't believe it. I had never seen it. I couldn't believe it. And in many cases, I've been team Teresa, but not based on watching the show, based on just like a mother went to jail, like, came back she's honest about who she is she's a fighter survivor like it's kind of just like what i've what i think i know i haven't watched that much of housewives i've watched individual episodes for the show and just throughout my life i've never been dedicated so that was pretty horrendous like that's as bad as i've ever seen and i don't care what the girl did to her at this point i don't care no i i can't believe she walked through someone's birthday party that that she was attending and spread a rumor like that's really bad. That's that was disgusting. It's I was despicable. Shocked. It's despicable. Yeah, okay. And Great. we've all we been in that situation where we've heard something that's going on in, you know, about a friend or a friend's partner and the cheating rumor, whatever. There were 25 other ways she could have went about this than to go do that behind her back at a night where they're celebrating, like dropping that little rumor in every little at every corner of that party that she could. It it was really I I, that's when I was just like, can this be real or is this reality television? Because that was a terrible, terrible decision. And then when they do confront one another about her, when Jackie confronts Teresa and and then uh, uses the analogy that it's like, like Jackie's spreading a rumor about Teresa's daughter doing cocaine in the bathroom at school or something and telling everybody but her. And then Teresa loses her and calls her a I, I, it wasn't justified. Like, I, I, yeah, it wasn't even. justified at all. Teresa had no argument. Yeah, she None. was using an analogy saying it would be like me saying. Yes. And it was smart of her to say that. And yeah, of course, yeah. I, I And then for her to get crazy, that just, that was nuts. But the <sighs> thing is, to answer your question, how it goes down, and this is why this whole sphere of is it real and what is reality is going to come crashing down like a house of cards because what's is it reality that Teresa said to a producer and maybe a friend something that she heard from one person yeah that's reality in her life she's working on a reality show with people she's friends with not friends with has alliances because of television and she has producers at her house all the time there's tape up on the walls because they have cameras all the time so she told a friend and maybe a friend told the producer because it's always killing or being killed there's always if there's new meat new content someone wants to bring it to the forefront no one can happen without bringing it to the forefront so no that's not real because in your real life there are a lot of things you know and have heard and you don't bring it to the forefront so a producer has a meeting with her and then is in the car with her before she gets Mike to go into a scene and 100% said, are you going to mention what you heard from blah, blah, blah. And a not that intelligent housewife doesn't make choices for themselves and goes in like a robot and delivers, you know, messages Uh. that they're told from producers. So 
she went in and she also was drunk. You're drinking a uh-huh. lot of alcohol, which I also am starting to have a problem with. Where's the line when producers will say this person cannot be served anymore? We're in a workplace. That's going to come out too. Yes, yep. everyone can drink. It's real life. But the cameras add thirst. They want. They make drinking seem like a very good idea. I've been there. I don't, I'm not a massive drinker, but you feel like your adrenaline's so high, you're so stressed out, you got cameras, and it's a good idea to pound drinks. It just always seems like a good idea. And you're in the Hunger Games, so you know you could be killed at any moment. You're in the Hunger Games, you're stressed out, and you're not drinking a lot of water, and you drink (sighs) more, and no housewife will disagree. Okay, none. No one's forcing you to drink alcohol, like they say. I've said that publicly about Aviva Drescher. No one's plying you with alcohol, but... Who's holding back from what's not correct in the workplace? So people get excited on reality TV. The more people get wasted, they get excited. If somebody goes off the wagon, uses drugs, there's a rumor. Everything bad is good in the upside down. So this one, so Teresa goes and thinks it's a good idea to get this out into the forefront. And it is good in reality TV because it's horrendous and it means we can do 12 scenes coming off of that. And I've been part of it and I've been the ringleader in it. So... Just so you know. Um, but it was disp- it was really not, it was not great. And I'm a hypocrite for saying it, but this is the episode that I'm watching and this is what I think. Well, because everybody in, I think, in with any kind of reasonable judgment and morality when we're not on a reality show, if one hears that about their friend's boyfriend, husband, whatever, what do you do? Two things. One, you're considering, do I say anything at all? Because is it just a rumor or are there receipts that I can actually back this up? And two, you go to the friend. You don't go to strangers in a party. You don't go calling somebody. You don't send out a, a group text to everyone you know other than your friend. You go to your friend. Yes, and it was so very, that was and clearly, I, I, Yeah, I don't think it's her friend. It's her show friend, which also yes. isn't real. Right. It's a show structure where right. you're put with other people. So. Right. Many times these reality shows make people film and say you can't leave. And it's called because how can you make someone film their life? Like, that's not real. No one can come to my house today and put a cat. So you sign up for something that may not be, may not seem as intense as it's going to be. And so and then Melissa said it best when she said, can we just rewind? Like she wants to rewind the occurrence, the faces that everyone's making, Margaret, everyone. They're a guest. It's just it's it's outrageous that it went on it um, did make for an entertaining show i will say that it did make for an entertaining show 100 percent. and then joe melissa's husband is like yeah he's a good-looking guy like as if him being a good-looking <laughs> guy has anything oh, to do with having an affair that bothered that? me so much i'm like and is as if she's not a good-looking woman who deserves a faithful husband asshole. i don't understand that <laughs> at all and it's funny because sometimes paul will say with me about we're having a dispute and he'll say to me it wasn't the message it was the messaging like I the messaging in this was so bad. I don't even care what this man chooses to do with his personal life. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. It was just so disrespectful at his birthday party. That, and how embarrassing too to see him and her and I love you and amazing. And she's having the best night of her life. And she's in her interview saying how amazing it is. And that's the number one thing that people hate about an affair. Not even the act, but feeling like the fool. Yes. The fool. A hundred percent. Right. Yes. yes. That's it. That's the worst. Not knowing the secrets, the deceit, the deceit, because you feel like such an idiot. And everybody else knew. And it's yeah, like you're the village idiot. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um, So been there last relationship. But anyway, wow. This is like this was like designed for you. Yeah. You feel like the idiot fool. Oh, my God. That's I mean, listen, there is such a thing. I don't know if it's happily ever after I'm in the healthiest relationship right now that I've ever been in in my adult life, but my ex and I've spoken about this on my podcast and, and he knows it. And, and, um, but he, I, I was, he was a chronic serial cheater and I learned, I learned the biggest life lesson truly of my 48 years, um, through that relationship and it hurt and it sucked. And do you know how many DMS Bethany I got from other women? Like, uh, are you still with that guy? Cause he's boning my friend. I mean like all day long. It was 
devastating and hurtful and then you lose your sense of self and then you're walking on eggshells and then you're gaslit so many times you don't know what the truth is what oh. the lies are i was in that kind of relationship wow. that and so is- i get it i i know that feeling of just be- betrayal it's like the it's the worst 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 feeling and then you and then you can only blame that person and point the finger so long before you have to point the finger at yourself and go why why am i staying what is my part how have i contributed like why why did i allow that i knew the truth you know i I allowed it one too many times so i had a lot of healing to do from that yes exactly yeah i had there was a woman on new york housewives and i brought in to the show, the fact, and I was very upset to do it, and she wasn't a good friend of mine, which I was I admitted, but she wasn't not on the show with me, and it was sort of my responsibility, and I did bring it into the show. There was a man that she was with that she was about to marry, and I thought he was terrible. So it's a little bit of a different circumstance than someone married for years, loves him, and has four kids. Someone is about oh. to marry someone who everyone knows is a cheater and not a great guy, and I brought it into the show, and I still... It came back like a boomerang and I still felt bad about it because she ended up marrying him and she was one of the women that doesn't want to know. And so I realized there are women that don't want to know and a woman who, and I'm not saying the guy did anything. I, I, I don't know a thing about this man, but a woman with four children who's happy certainly doesn't want to know. No, no. It's so funny you bring that up because, oh God, I'm saying probably more than I should. But, but when my last partner went on to get in another relationship people are like oh man do you think she knows like once you're you know leopard doesn't change his stripes like is she just going to be the next person dealing with this type of devastation or whatever and 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 my yoga self is over here going oh people change like i really do do you wish everybody the best i wish everyone the best it doesn't it doesn't behoove me to wish people misery and pain right but i'm like you know people do change maybe change maybe they're you know she's the perfect fit for him and good for them happily ever after whatever but then it's also like i said the same thing i said also maybe maybe she's that type of woman who's like maybe they have an open relationship for all i know maybe like she's like down with like uh, threesomes or maybe she's fulfilling that need that he never received with perhaps me or other women so you just don't know what's going on within people's no exactly most women have some sense of something and they choose their own adventure but that's the thing about back to being on a reality show And I'm with you that I think it was entire, I think she handled herself with grace. I really do. She didn't go crazy, which I would have gone crazy. And she was very civilized and she was very embarrassed and she was honest about being embarrassed and she was like, please just retract this. Like she was really very dignified, in my opinion, in that scenario. And then Teresa acted in a way as if she, Teresa actually, I never knew the word gaslit back in the day and it's overused, Mm. but it's used properly here in that Teresa was gaslighting her by projecting the fact that she had just said something about Teresa's daughter, like you're a piece of shit. Like, I mean, Jackie was entirely justified in saying it would be like me hearing a rumor about your daughter and saying, and it really hit close to home for Teresa. I also think she knew she was so in the wrong already that it just gave her a reason to eject herself from the whole thing. That's kind of, I think she was just like, oh, okay, fine. I'm going to get so pissed about this and just leave. That's kind of how it appeared to me. Like she, that that gave her some type of ammunition to justify leaving the conversation. When, Yeah, it was the ultimate turnaround. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's funny because I've been having this fleeting thought of like, should I be doing this show anymore? Because... I'm coming so heavily against this entire genre, not just of this show, but other shows and just a a genre of mistreatment in a very new medium in the world compared to television and film and all this. And then I have conversations like this and I realize why I am doing it. And I like the show because we're utilizing it as a vehicle. We're not trashing, bashing, like we're actually understanding people that have been portrayed badly on these shows. So I love doing it and you are so perfect to do it with because you attribute it to your own life, which I'm sure you never thought you'd be doing. No, but at the end of the day, I mean, I love women. I just, I just do. I, I love. That's why I enjoyed watching this episode and was reminded of how 
universally funny. A lot of it was for me. I giggled a lot. I like, I was, you know, when you're talking back at an episode or a TV show, you know, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, I do have compassion for everybody. And I, I just, I felt, com- I felt compassion for Jackie in that situation. You know, I was like talking shit at Teresa. Sorry, not sorry, Teresa, you know, but, but I think, um, you know, we all, you know, that's kind of the, the the beauty of life like we're all just living our own journey but it's nice to dip into other people's journeys and it's it's fun well you are amazing i mean you're really amazing you look beautiful i'm so happy you're in a beautiful relationship in a beautiful place and Mm. i'm happy you didn't do the housewives because Ah! it would somehow (laughs) swallow you up and spit you out and the risk is too great at a place in your life where you are now middle-aged and you are happy the risk is too great. Look, you know, Kathy Hilton left. She did, did not need that. So I think everything happened for a reason. I appreciate you coming and talking about it. Bethany, I, I really am a fan of yours. And I, I love what you put into the world. And you 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 have a communication style. I will never, ever have you. You're just so, like, your opinion, like, you're just so interesting and raw. And you don't think before you speak, but you're so good at it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to. And I love what you do um, as an activist and I love that you are in the middle of this important conversation during the strike and who knows what's going to happen with all that but like we need people like you and so you you should come on my podcast sometime I'd love oh, to talk love with to. you about some of the, the these important deep issues I yes. think it would be great perfect wonderful a- and how you've changed like I'd love hearing you say about your own evolution and looking back and you know reflecting on what those shows meant to you you know, at that time in your life and how we all are, you know, shedding different versions of ourselves and end up, you know, anew. And and maybe that's, you know, where you are right now. So I don't yeah, know, but exactly. I'd love to get into it with you. Amazing. Love to. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you. Have a great day. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.